of Young Kings Wrestling featuring the JDF Memorial Sovereign Soundboard. As always, you can find us on most platforms streaming your favorite podcast episodes, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you're listening on the iTunes, leave us a review of the five-star kind. Links to all the platforms and merchandise available only at ykwrestling.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Knock If You Buckingham Palace. As always, I am the thespian TC Fontaine, aka TCF Baby. Please say the baby. Joined by King Reek of House of Havoc, first of his name. And we are back again for another one. Another one. Episode one something, rather. Leah, welcome back. It's uh it's a fallout of WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> it's a fallout for sure. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, you know WrestleMania, of course. <laughs> Amongst other things. And uh it's a uh, it was a it was a lot going on this week, man. So uh let's just get into it. Uh, while we still have a uh, you know enough time here, <laughs> we don't want to get too deep into to too much elsewhere. So we're gonna be good for y'all this week, man. Uh, we watch wrestling all week long, and uh, usually every year following WrestleMania weekend, I like to take a break from watching a bunch of stuff on Peacock. So I didn't watch nothing this week. Uh, did you Did you catch up mm-hmm. on 04? Uh, not a lot. Like uh, some some episodes of Raw, like where uh. I got to the whole beginning of Kane stalking Lita and Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got Snitsy coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, his punk game crazy. Man. But um I actually I watched um I, a couple things I caught. One was the new twenty four for uh Mania for last year. Mm-hmm. Always love watching those because I mean, you know, we we always forget that, you know, at the end of the day, wrestlers only makes them think that makes them different for us is the fact that they're performers. They're fans too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it will not be the last time I bring that up on this show. It's just going to be, this is as good a context as I'm going to bring it up in. <laughs> but uh, Bianca versus Becky, mm. not, ju- not just at Mania, but I just watched it uh, for last year's SummerSlam. And can't nobody tell me that she's not having the best women's title reign ever. Oh, by I mean, far. Like, Completely, like I'm talking everyone from Trish on down. Like, I don't care who you try to bring up in conversation. I don't want to hear nothing about Trish has seven Charlotte. reigns in five years, man. Like, like total, a total, like one reign, one title run. Like, yeah. This, this got to be the best. Like, you know, Trish is also a year long champion too, but like she was hurt for a good. Portion. Yeah, yeah. That, that was different. That was different. Bianca say, took every heavy hitter 
put on banger with every single one of them and yeah. still still come away with the belt. Like, I mean, you know, Trish, Trish for for the, the short period of time that she was on top, it's like that that's she earned her Hall of Fame ring right there. And, and like even the old modern day, like Charlotte has had a whole bunch of title rings, but she hasn't had one that really stuck out. This one is doing something. Like from Mania through the Mania, we done passed a year already. And like I said, just the murderous role that she had been through and still hasn't gotten to everybody yet. So nah. This that that just reminded me, like, you know, SummerSlam was an overall great show, but kicking it off like that, just to let y'all know. That was fire. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree because, man, I don't even know what to say no more, bro. She not she not here for long. I've said this yeah, she can't multiple be. times. She can't like, she going to move she on to greener pastures, man. She she was backstage taking pictures uh, with the cast of Bel Air appropriately. Mm-hmm. Good show, by the way. Yeah. Y'all ain't seen it. Uh Y'all got the Peacock subscription, so go check that out. It's a good show. I, I definitely thought it was going to be trash because I, I, you know, I hold the Fresh Prince dear to my heart. I was like, damn, they messing with a classic, but it's, it's Will Smith producing it, so like he ain't about to let them affect his legacy. He going to make sure that's right. That's so, true. Shout out to Bianca, though, man. Uh, best, nice. by far, best women's title reign, and it ain't over yet. I don't know who going to beat her. Maybe put some more effort into this Oscar situation then then we got some yeah now right, we jumping straight into to her and Rhea Ripley yeah we can save that for next year you know what I'm right which I, I I can't wait to see that either so we're gonna see how they do no, that. that's... Uh, shout out to Bianca man but uh elsewhere I caught a little bit of AEW and impact this week not not really much to comment on, so I'm definitely gonna check the shows out. I'm trying to get back into, you know, tuning into the other stuff again. I think like was it 2021? I legit tracked everything I watched the whole year. I still haven't counted how many matches I watched that year. Like I still got the spreadsheet, so I'm gonna do that. But I was tracking oh, everything man, I watched, man, in person, <laughs> like everything televised that I watched, like even the stuff in person. We went to SummerSlam and stuff. It was exhausting, dude. Because by yeah, December, <laughs> by December, I just kind of was just like, man, I can't keep up no more. And it was the last of the, yeah. the year. It was That's just too lot. much wrestling for me, man. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm a I'm gonna try to ease back into watching other stuff again. Uh, I seen Mercedes had a match yesterday too, so I'm gonna check mm-hmm. that out. I like how after years of pushback of what I've been saying. I've been saying she was the best women's wrestler in the world for years. And there was a lot of pushback on mm-hmm. that. All of a sudden, y'all agree now because she outside of the WWE. And I just think that's funny. I'm glad y'all finally caught up to me. But I just think it's funny how the, the timing goes when y'all like to decide hey, these man. things. Well, we know who's in their ear telling them, mm-hmm. you know, because if a certain publication don't say they're the best, Y'all don't go with it, which Agreed. blows my mind because yeah. there's nothing factual about them what than what they say. So happy uh April Fool's Day. It's a week after April Fool's as much it's more than a week after April Fool's. But uh Batista, the legendary Batista, posted uh an April Fool's <laughs> joke 
and he got me. <laughs> I don't really get got with April Fool's jokes. Nope. And he got me for about 20 seconds until I realized it was a joke. He posted a video uh, trailer for his uh, first ever Netflix stand-up comedy special. So I'm thinking like, oh shit, he dipping his toes in the stand-up comedy now? Cool. Never never thought he would do that. A guy that admittedly has uh, social anxiety doing stand-up mm-hmm. comedy. Mm. I was like, I was, I was actually impressed. I was excited. I was like, okay, you, you doing something to help conquer that social anxiety that you have. Stand-up comedy is the biggest thing. You ever did stand-up comedy, Reed? Like an open mic or anything? No. <laughs> I've done it twice. Nope. I retired after the second time because I bombed. Like nobody reacted. <laughs> Which it was, I told the same jokes like two weeks before at the same place. And people was in there dying something. I'm about to work on this joke a little bit more. I wonder if there were more confidence. They was not feeling it the second time. I retired promptly. Yeah. On the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's one thing I can't do. Like, if I ain't getting no responses, then it's yeah. going to be a short night. So, so the social anxiety was real the first time I did it. So anybody that does stand-up comedy, I commend them. Mm-hmm. Especially people that have made a career out of it. So Batista goes up there. After about 20 seconds watching his trailer, it was obvious, clear as day that it was a, an April Fool's joke. I looked at the date that it was posted. I was like, apparently your boy Tuna Melts did not understand that it was an April Fool's <sighs> joke and reported that Batista got a standout special coming out. You seen that, uh, that, that meme from uh, what's the dude playing Riddler? In the last Batman movie, does he know? Does he know? I don't think he knows. Thirteen dollars a month. Man. Thirteen dollars a that's month. All, that's all I'm saying. Thirteen dollars a month. Y'all pay that. Y'all pay that fee every month. Y'all sit up here. Y'all quote this man like he's gospel with his news. You defend all the stuff he does, and it's like after he makes y'all look stupider every day i can't understand and to make matters worse it ain't even him that's just like he don't investigate nothing people send him stuff and he just posts it he publishes stuff that people send him so Mm -hmm. like people people used to send him false stuff and he would put it yeah like i want to say like 10 years ago they uh it was a house show and on the screen, they just put WWE intermission. They had an intermission during the house show. And somebody just fucking with him reports it that, oh, it's a new pay-per-view they coming out. They announced it at the house show. And he published it. He said, oh, yeah, WWE got a new pay-per-view called intermission coming soon. No more details yet. Oh, like, who's man, but, <laughs> who man's is this? But but we've known this. Y'all just don't who's pay attention. Is this? <laughs> No, no, y'all just don't pay attention. This, this, and it shows. I, I forget how long it was years ago. JBL used to say, "Man, we love Dave Meltzer because we used to just tell him yeah. outright lies. We, we just would tell him oh, just a bunch of BS that wasn't true, so yeah. that he could report it and throw people completely off on purpose. That that was his sole reason for keeping them around. So, like, I don't know how y'all listen to a dude that does that." I don't know either, but we can move on. We spent about four minutes talking about this guy. Uh, <laughs> no more <laughs> energy. 
that needs to really be dedicated to that, uh, at least right now, maybe later on in the show. But uh, oh, happy birthdays this past week. Got, got some names on here. So Hall of Famers, like Sika from the Wild Samoans, a.k.a. Roman Reigns' daddy. Happy birthday to him. I know he was happy. His son continues his reign as a tribal chief. Seeing as Sika was exactly. the one that anointed him the tribal chief initially. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, man. Hall of Famer. Happy birthday to the yoga god. Love that guy. I'm about to do some of his yoga language. And the high chief, Peter Maivia. So, a lot of Samoan birthdays this week, man. For the renaissance man, David Otunga. This guy does everything. I always have to check. Is David Otunga still contracted to WWE? I was was just about to ask that. Is he still on payroll? I don't know if he has a performer contract. He definitely got to still be hired. Because I know he's working legal. Yeah, he got to work in the legal department. That's a good job. He's from this. Yeah, man. Hold on. It's Googleable. We got, we got to check this out. I haven't seen him show up in a minute. He still got a, right. a, a page on the, uh, the WWE website, at least. This right. man is a modern-day renaissance man. He a lawyer. He a wrestler. He an actor. He a reality show uh, star. What else he do? Back. He probably he probably definitely involved in music some way. <laughs> he was definitely around the music uh, the industry, all that. Wikipedia don't got nothing updated. Last thing he was in was last uh, show he was in was like She Hulk. Yeah, he was on She Hulk, and it hadn't shown him being on WWE TV since like 2017. As the uh. At least as a talent. I know he did like kickoff panels as recently as like last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. He uh he occasionally pop up on those too. He busy, so he he probably, he probably don't be doing hey, man. Much. He he doing it all, bro. He doing yeah, he's a renaissance man. Happy birthday to him this past week. Uh, happy birthday to Draws. Shout out to Draws, man. Mm. He is the uh the one guy you used to see in them trailers. Don't try this at home. And what we do, still tried it. Hell yeah. Like some idiots, like some dumbass kids that we were. We were still mm-hmm. trying. Sanjay Dutt. Shout out to Sanjay Dutt, X Division legend in Impact Wrestling. And uh, Charlotte Flair, the queen. Woo! And uh, we just talked about Bianca Belair. It's her birthday today. So happy birthday to the EST. Oh, man. And of course, oh, man. man, we got to give a happy birthday to the calf homies, Jizzy, Benji, and the warden, Matt Ritter. Shout out to y'all yes, too. Sir. I would be remiss if I did not do my due diligence and shout y'all out. A big happy birthday, right. y'all. And uh, now we transition into the royal address of rumors. Where we at with that, Reek? Uh, well, I mean, of course, the big story that kicked off the week. Oh, yeah. uh, and I actually, it, it actually dropped right before we got off air last week. I, I'm mad I missed it because oh, I yeah. saw it when I, I forgot to bring it up. Uh, Endeavor, they they brought the bag. You know, they mm-hmm. already, the parent company, UFC, they made the deal to bring in WWE, and the two companies exist together, both assets under one roof. Dana White, Vince McMahon, tag team of the year. It's uh, it's going crazy. And they already talking about some big layoffs coming. So, you know, oh, of course. y'all know what time it is. 
So before before y'all get in y'all soapbox and start talking about how it was WWE, no, this is a super company that assimilated WWE. Mm-hmm. So this is business now. This ain't even wrestling no more. So before y'all get on that soapbox, I, I I got to let y'all have it today. But before I get there, just know. Yeah, this this it's, is uh, easily the biggest story in the history of the sport that we love and talk about so much. Like, who would have thought we would have been here? I never thought WWE would sell right. ever in my life. So mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, uh, at some point, is going to have a boss again. This man yeah. hasn't had a boss in like 50 years. At least. He has somebody to, to yeah, answer to and report to. Uh, we can talk more on that in a minute. We got a lot to talk about in regards to that. Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 go on to the next bullet yeah. point. Real quick. Yeah. Um. I I saw this, but I wasn't gonna put it now. Chelsea wound up in the hospital again, but th- this wasn't it, it. wasn't an injury. It was like a stomach bug or something like that. It just like it just would have been a common theme. Like you know, she comes back, has some significant match, and then she wound up injured or in the hospital. So it it was it was something that popped up initially, but I'm like, okay, it, it's nothing crazy. Okay. Um, Drew McIntyre. Mm. So Left this was, he was a, yeah, he was a he was a topic of conversation late in the week because he got pulled from SmackDown. Now officially, uh, he was cited for having some health issues. Doesn't say it was anything serious, but enough that they pulled him. Then. Before the week was out, before Friday was over, we started talking about how it's about money and creative issues. Now, creative issues, maybe, but money, let's keep it 100 here. Who's paying him more than WWE? We know, listen, we know Impact well, don't a- got it. AW will pay anybody. Apparently, John Moxley say, can pay $6 million a year. I don't believe Apparently. That. I don't believe that. Even even Tony, I could believe it. This is the guy that paid <laughs> how much he paid for Ring of Honor forty mil. Reportedly, so. it's all reported yeah, so. and alleged. By the way, none of this is confirmed yeah. because this is not a publicly yeah. traded company. They don't have to really disclose their finances, so it'd be a lot of cap when it comes to their numbers. Yeah, yeah and that, that, that's another thing too that that really had them skating on some of this shit is the fact that they aren't, you know, one of those companies that are under the microscope. But um, nah, like Impact, we know they don't got it. AEW will sign him just for the sake of being petty because that's one of your one of your top stars. But then the creative issue is still gonna be there. They ain't gonna know what to do with him because he's a system guy. He is. He but, is, bro. You know, Drew McIntyre wrestled on the indie, so like I know he can you know fit in. But oh yeah, yeah. Compared to all them people, yeah. Like, Drew Mac right here. Everybody else like right here. Height wise, right? <laughs> he is going to tower over so many people. He's going to have to just right. feud with what's his name now, Big Bill. He's he just going to be feuding with Big Bill all the time. That's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's true, but who because of who has the pen, it ain't going to work out that way. Yeah. So you can you can get the bag, but is, this, this the is really just a similar. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, this is just a similar situation to Kevin Owens last year, like. Little, you know, contract negotiations, they more than likely going to smooth it out. He's going to get what he need. You know, you're probably trying to get some perks in that deal, too, and get paid a little bit. That's all it is. Yeah. I, I definitely expect this to be rectified. And if he's gone, I'd actually be surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't see it. Um, Triple H announced the draft is coming yeah. on Friday. Tentative date is looking like May 8th, which makes sense. It'll be right after Backlash, freshen everything up. If they can stick to it and, you know, not act like this is 2012 all over again, then I, I can get down with it. But, you know, don't don't tell me it's a draft and then I'm going to see motherfuckers on the same shows in the same week. I mean, contrary to, uh, and we, we're going to talk about this, so I ain't going to get heavy into it, but contrary to what y'all may believe, Triple H is booking it, I, I have a little bit more trust in the draft uh him sticking to that so yeah man yeah. speaking of triple h uh hall of fame was last friday and uh conan inducted ray mysterio yeah he also said that during that weekend him and triple h had a very nice conversation he was very complimentary and he said he don't want to get into it but he thinks he's they're gonna be talking against him mm-hmm. so we know what that means and i'll listen i'll tell you right now with all the Latino, Latina star power we got in the company right now that we're showing a lot more of, you bring Conan in to do something with producing or whatever, you got a lot of opportunity to maximize on it. I'm I'm talking like, listen, backlash around the corner, y'all going to Puerto Rico, you know what I'm saying? We got Bad Bunny in a a storyline going on right now Mm -hmm. with Ray Ray Mysterio, the LWO. Bro, it is so much so much that you could maximize potential on if you just go dj paul hit up conan and be like yo come on through got something for you that's smart that's very smart got a job uh. <laughs> yeah man he talked about how he put on ray vouch for a lot of a lot of talent to go over like this could be this could be. listen if conan come back Andrade around the corner. I'm going to speak it into existence. Oh, yeah. Andrade coming. Bite. I need Andrade it. Andrade got one and a half feet out the door. Man. He ain't, been, he ain't been trying to be there since he got there. They used Andrade thinking Ric Flair was going to come, and then when they realized Ric Flair wasn't coming, we've seen Andrade on TV maybe like four times since. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Shit crazy. I... This is the last one, and I didn't really want to get into it like that. But um, this whole backstage morale thing, because <laughs> Vince was there for a weekend and uh, may have had some input on one of the shows this weekend. And uh, apparently it's, it's back to normal because he wasn't at SmackDown. But... Uh, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that for uh, when we're ready to hit the button. Cause All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very on edge about about this whole week, and I, I know, I know you got some stuff too. So I'm just, I'm gonna take a deep breath before I get into all that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Shout out to Bailey too, man. Um, was some stuff with Bailey earlier this week, apparently. The same yeah. woman who always yeah, that, tweets in character. Mm, that's another thing, too. Like, y'all, ooh, y'all ran up the strikes this week. Yeah. Ba- Bailey, Bailey, you know, made her, made her, her uh, in-character tweets about, you know, beginnings and ends of stories and goodbyes and, you know, other people were tweeting at her, too. And y'all took it and just ran with it. 
again through the same weekend saying, oh, Vince is back and people are scared and Bailey is going to be gone. Like, come on now. Right. Hey, have Bailey join the Latino world if she ain't going to do nothing else. Damage I mean, control has damage control read its course after about three weeks, honestly, with me. But it, neither here nor there. Bailey joining the Latino world order. Let's get that crack. Find a way I for mean, her to fit in. Might as well. Personally, I don't think the Latino I don't think they're gonna last long. Has like backlash. It's gotta sell I mean, insurance. It might not, but it might not, but I mean you could put her in the mix and yeah. maybe it'll work better than damage control did. Yeah. I agree with that. If you really want to be cold with it, if you really want to be cold with it, use her real name. Her real name is Pamela Martinez. Or at least just give her Think her last that. name, you know, Bailey Martinez. There you go. That's all. That's all. You could work with it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Y'all forget she's Mexican. It's not the reason to call Conan. I forget she's Mexican. Right. <laughs> I, I I was around a lot of Mexicans growing up, man. None of them look like Bailey, so hugger, I, it's easy for me to forget. She did that hugger gimmick, and then she did the Karen gimmick, and y'all thought she was really a Karen. Like, yeah, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she did the Karen gimmick a lot better than uh. All right, let's rank Karen gimmicks, man. I don't think nobody better than Sonya, honestly. Like Sonya, make you think she really liked that. Chelsea just looked like a cosplay. It is, it is, I don't even believe that she really liked it. Sonya is close. Very close. I still kind of get an edge to Molly, though. Oh, yeah, Molly yeah, yeah. Molly was like... Molly was the OG. Molly like, not only was chest. she... A, <laughs> not, not only was Molly, like, a Karen, she was also approved Karen. Yeah. So, like, right. It was his next level. Especially in the era she was at. Exactly. Being approved Karen in that era, next level hit. Great work. TV 14, Playboy every year. It worked. Bra and panties matches. Big fans. Shout out to to Bailey. Shout out to Karens around the world. Not really. Yeah. Uh, I got one more thing on the rumors, man. Uh, I've seen AEW announce that they run in Wembley Stadium uh, for All In during Labor Day weekend. So uh, that's a bold move because Wembley Stadium is huge. And, like, for weekly TV, they get, like, 4,000 people, like, at a minimum. Yeah. So, uh, but, but. Got two. (laughs) The crowd going to be hot. And they're going to, I don't think they're going to feel it. Because Wembley, what, no, like 80,000, 80, 90,000? I don't think they're going to feel it. they definitely going to get like half of that. Because, man, them people over there, they've been wanting to show since this company was announced. I was about like, to say, like... They literally was coming out here for the first show they had. Although, it was people right. from all over the world was here for double or nothing. So, yeah. Well, like, like listen, people in the UK, be they've been wanting... They've been wanting those, like... That's why... Um, what was the last year? Clash of the Castle did those numbers because they've been starving for big shows. So they'll show up. You, you'll mm-hmm. have people just, just love wrestling that'll be there. But like you said, the how big Wembley is, because I think the last, what was the last one? Uh, SummerSlam 92? 92. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, 
that's that stadium is deep. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, they'll get some, they'll get a good turnout, but it's not nearly what they think this is gonna do. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Like y'all got too much dip on your chip. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I say it's a bold move. But I think uh, you know, I think especially if you get like some other acts along with it. Um, yeah. I just know it's like a big time for like soccer matches around that time. So I don't know if you're gonna really. That's the one thing I'm concerned about is is getting getting them people in there prioritizing a wrestling over soccer. Oh no. Mm-hmm. But the Jags have played at Wembley. Uh, Fulham has played at Wembley, so you got to get the other properties owned by the Khan family in there as well. <laughs> so we might see a stadium stampede, possibly. That'd be smart. Yeah. Might as well. I'm interested to see how they're going to do. Yeah. I'm trying not to be as negative towards AEW going forward. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, I try not to. I'm, this is part of the agenda. I, I'm trying not to. Just like going forward. I'm trying to be nice right. to everybody. I don't want to be, you know, there's a lot of negativity towards these companies, man. And I don't, I don't like to be negative. It's, it's, there's people I enjoy in, in all these other companies too. So, yeah, I ain't yeah, really. I feel you. I don't, don't want to mess with nothing they got going on. So. We're going to try to be complimentary. <laughs> try to. Uh, but let's talk about night two of WrestleMania, man. Uh, we don't got to spend too much time on it because uh, it's been like a week. But everybody else talked about it. So let's talk about night two. WrestleMania 39 from SoFi Stadium. Hey, let's get it, baby. My sound's taking <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little sad. I gotta wait another year for WrestleMania again. But it's right. okay. It's okay. But we going. We, we going though. Yeah. We're gonna be there. I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna What's be up? in. I'm declaring it right now. I'm gonna be there. I, I was looking at the uh reservations for, for the ringside. Mm-hmm. Gotta put down a thousand dollar deposit. God damn. <laughs> and I think it's just for one night. Bruh. <laughs> so they they dope everybody. I need to hit the lottery, fam. But we got it. Uh, so we kicked off night one, and uh, I, I got a I got an issue. I got a continuity issue that I want to address later on. But uh, as always, as uh, the precedent was set at the WrestleMania you attended, WrestleMania thirty five, Brock Lesnar said via Paul Heyman. If he ain't going on last, I'm going on first. So I should have known that Brock Lesnar was going to go on first versus Omos, a.k.a. Nigzilla, a.k.a. Big Black Nigga. And, uh, you know, this is exactly what I expected, a spectacle, a bumping meat meat. (laughs) spectacle. And, uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar was getting his ass cooked for a good majority of this match. Uh, selling like crazy. But, it, you know, it only took one F5 to put the big Nigerian giant down, which I ain't mad at. I ain't mad at it. In just one? Yeah, just one. It's cool. But I'm going to give it a B grade. Uh, what grade you giving? Uh, that's about what I gave it. Um, we know that 
Rock's matches are going to be sprints at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't I didn't expect Omos to have so much of, you know, uh, a solid offense. You know, yeah, yeah, me had me thinking for a second, like, yo, might uh might change the course a little bit, but not nah, right. It's we know what time it was. Yeah, be great for that one. Uh not much really not much really to talk about. It was like five minutes, something like that. Yeah. We know the drill. Yeah. I ain't never Eat seen Brock. Yeah, I ain't never seen Brock get cooked like that. Yeah, he took them shots to the back. He was hurting. So might that's be why the... I said he he might not do the the F five. He might have had to get him in like the Kimura or something like that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that would that would have been fun. Yeah, I'd yeah. like that better. Honestly, that might have bumped it up the grade for me. Yeah, just just seeing him trying to take him down. Right. But you you know, like you said, beat the trash. Uh, oh, yeah. Next match. Women's WrestleMania showcase tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> About that. All right, I'm gonna let you do your thing. What do you think? Uh, I, honestly, I'm I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair and I'll just say C just C. Cause at the end of the day, the winners were well one was injured completely. So she didn't really do nothing. And you could tell that that was legit because she got in for like two seconds. So, I mean, you still had plenty of other people to work with and, you know, but it was just a lot I didn't care for. Liv and Raquel as a tag team doesn't do it for me. I don't want to see Natty anywhere on WrestleMania. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It just... She had two matches that weekend too, by the way. Yeah. Like, that. That that's, that's ridiculous. And then Karen Squared definitely wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> So, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna be fair, and I'm gonna go middle of the pack and say C. They they did what they had to do. They got their mania checks. Good for them. Let's move on. Me, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> let me tell. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. I didn't even give it a grade. And he was there too. He was in the box. I oh, know yeah. he wasn't watching this. <laughs> oh yeah. Was he? You think he was watching most of the show? Honestly, no. I'll say probably like just a couple of the big matches. Yeah. But that's probably it. Yeah. Ronda and Shayna won. Uh, for, for some reason, Raquel and Liv get the first title shot. Yeah. Again, it doesn't make sense. But all of this is centered around the fact that Ronda's hurt. Because I think yeah. this would have, they wouldn't have even been in this match if they were, if they were good to go. I think we would have had a different direction altogether. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so uh, Raquel and Liv actually getting the title shot this week, which I can definitely see Shayna and maybe Ronda showing up on Monday and having something to, to do with that. Which Shayna did say something on Twitter. So, yeah, that's true. Similar to what I just said, like how they getting the first title shot. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, let's move on. Let's move on from this match. Next match, Drew McIntyre left over Lasagna and Sheamus in a triple threat match with your guy Gunther. And I, I thought Gunther was going to lose. I thought like Drew or Sheamus were going to pin each other and Gunther move on. But uh, that was dependent on another match later on this night, which didn't go the direction I thought it would go either. But this was a spectacle. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> of big meaty man. 
Meat Bumper 5000. Man, this is an A++++ plus, I mean, plus, like, plus, plus Meat Bumper match. For sure. Big facts. Big this is my favorite facts. match like, of the, I, to the main event. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, like, I, I, I was worried for the main event after this. <laughs> like, how y'all... How y'all dealing with this right now? Like these two, and this is why when I saw that that Drew was like out with a health injury, I'm like, I'm surprised After my man didn't go into cardiac arrest. Like his chest, Seamus chest, Gunther's like beating the dog shit. And I mean, like not pulling Sheamus. no punches, y'all. Y'all been talking about that strong style shit for the longest. Like this was like. All of that on full display. I know, I know William Regal was in the back just going ham at that TV, bro. I know he was. Like, this was beautiful. This was, this was great. This was great. Like, Seamus Club drew in the chest like 28 times, I counted. Oh my God. 28 is a lot to get clubbed in the chest. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I could get two of them. Like, by the second one, I'm done. I'm I'm going with the clubs, the chops, and Gunther with them kicks to the head be like Bruh. making you cringe. <laughs> and I love the finish too, because I definitely thought the title was about to change hands. And here come Gunther. Yeah. He said, Oh hell no. He he finished that shit off quick. It was like, nah, hold on. And that's that that immediately made me think of um Rumble 2015 when it was Brock, Seth, and Cena. And Brock was like knocked out on the table. He just Jump back to life like a zombie. It was like, oh hell no! <laughs> Suplex everybody. <laughs> it was like hit them F fives. Let's get up out of here. Like Thanks. that 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 was that energy right there. This is in that conversation for best triple threat. Easily, it's like top. I'll put it top seven. I just have to figure out how I'm ranking, and I got to figure out the other ones because. I got the two forbidden triple threats are, are up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's in there. This one, uh, WrestleMania 30, mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble. Yep. That's up there. So I gotta figure I gotta figure the rest of them. Then I got Vengeance so too. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. That one that's 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 always on my on my list, man. That's one of All my right. favorite matches ever. And I gotta watch this match to see how good it was, because I don't know. But there was a, a first time ever that I don't think they ever displayed on any any other uh, shows. It was on an international show. I think it was an international pay-per-view. Brock, Triple H, Brock, Triple H, and The Rock. I think it's uh, Insurrection. Yeah, I got to watch that too. That's crazy. Yeah. I seen somebody post like a screenshot of the match. I'm like, and it, you know, it's, this took place in 2002, so the quality was wasn't there as as well. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm trying to make out who all in the picture. I'm like, all right, that's Brock, that's The Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking SummerSlam. I see yeah. Triple H in the ring too. I'm like, hold up, when did this <laughs> match happen? So now I gotta watch it. Right. But no, yeah, yeah. For sure. this yeah, this triple threat at Mania though, up there. Three white dudes beating the shit out of each other for fun. Also known as a Saturday night in October in Nebraska. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. White dudes get drunk and just beat the shit out of each other for fun. Like, hit me, bro. That's where they come in. Yeah. Next match, 
for the uh, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Uh, the entrance, man. The entrance. Shout out to that. And the, the little girl uh, who was a contortionist, her mother passed away yeah. earlier that day. And she still went out there and put on a performance. I love it. Seeing, I was in the other room when Bianca came out and it was just like, I just heard her music start playing. So I'm thinking like, oh shit, I'm missing Bianca. I'm like, she don't got no special interest or nothing. I walk in the room, see a whole bunch of black girls, little black girls dressed just like Bianca with the braid. And I was like, I got so hyped. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Bianca Belair undefeated with WrestleMania entrances. Undefeated. I, I I loved it. I loved it. I know you but was a little like, salty. In the back of my mind, I was hot because we know, had just talked about that. We we talked about that, bro. Talked about I had some hey. grand ideas for next year at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. So we ain't gonna speak on it right now. We're gonna hold it yeah. up. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna declare it. We're gonna we might shout out to the divas of comedy. We might have to get them on the show and, and talk. Oh, yeah. And for and sure. pick their brain a little bit and figure something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, next year. We ain't gonna tell y'all how we coming for next year, but we oh, coming. Yeah. I got, I got something for y'all. We coming. Year. But uh, Remember, as far I said as it the, here first, yeah, we said it here first. But as far as the match goes, the match we knew the match was gonna be good. I'm giving it a B, a B plus. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the build. I don't know where they going after this because they didn't really talk about it the night after WrestleMania. Oscar, I don't think was on the show on Monday, and Bianca no. Belair. Had a segment with Rhea Ripley. That was it. Yeah, that was it. So, not really much to comment on this match. What you think? Uh, uh, now, uh, I'll say about the same thing. Probably a B. Uh, this is the only slight issue I have because we already we already talked about it. Bianca's having the best run all time for the women, mm-hmm. and we are unapologetically Bianca Team Bianca on this podcast. My thing was more so with Oscar because of the fact that when you came back at the Rumble, you brought a new presentation. You tapped into the kind of the clown persona and you made her more intense, more dangerous. So basically the message that you were sending at the Rumble was that she's back different and she's coming to take somebody's title at WrestleMania. Right? And my, I, I'm always going to have an issue if you bring someone back with that type of presentation and send that type of message just to have them, okay, they're just putting this person over. I'm Listen, I was already saying, I would have been okay if Bianca didn't win here because she, she's already established. She's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like that, If nothing else, that gives us TV to work with for months. But it's just like, Oscar don't have a single win at WrestleMania. And I, I hate to give you niggas credit, but that's one of the topics of conversation that some of these performers that have been big names everywhere, they come in here and they're just stepping stones for other talent. I This is one of the situations where I can't so much argue with it because it's like, listen, I'm not mad. Obviously, I'm glad Bianca won, but it's like, it, it's not like it's needed to happen. So it was just like, there was a no-lose situation, but I I will say only because of the fact, again, you brought her back like this, so you were saying that she's taking a step up. Don't tell me that she's taking a step up and she's still losing. 
You said it better than I said. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because if I was doing this, man, I would have had her come back. You could have, you could have had her win the chamber, have Rhea Ripley challenge Bianca, like we all assume was going to be the case, right? And then have Oscar get her lick back on Charlotte. Exactly, because you get the same result either. Which Somebody way. was getting a lick back on Charlotte either way, right? So you get the same result either which way. Um, and even if, even if Rhea still would have won, right? You got two new women's champions, right? Yeah. Her and Bianca are the two ones at this point. That was established like two years ago. It's them two going forward in terms of the top women in the division. So Rhea beating Bianca is just a story that we can follow all the way through the next year of Mania. But in terms of Oscar Charlotte, she, she owe her one. You know what I'm saying? And Charlotte's not here to get big wins anymore. She only had that title so she could put Rhea over. Now she gone again. She got the best right. job in the world. I, I tell you, man. Like we I said I said when she was going before, like we didn't appreciate her much at all. And it's like we probably should start because I feel like as time goes on, she's gonna be pulling back more. She has she's done everything. Yeah. So it's like what is there to do besides breaking her dad's record, which is not that long. it's not that far off. She's still young, so I think technically she broke it already. Yeah, pretty much. If, if if you know, we count all of them, which they don't, but for some reason, because they were counting them a couple um, years ago. Vince was counting them a couple years ago, and then stopped counting them. Yeah, and now Triple H ain't counting yeah. them at all. It's, I mean, one of them was at Mania, so I don't know how we're not right. still putting it up there. It, the that's whole crazy. basis for, for this whole feud anyway. Exactly. Which is, which is why I was so confused that they was not counting it. We didn't mention it one time in this build-up either, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, let's move on with that one. Uh, let's let's do better by Oscar going forward. Yeah, man. Uh, next up, uh, we get uh, WrestleMania host The Miz and Hall of Famer Snoop Doggy Dog, the Dog Father, the D-O-double-G. What other nicknames Snoop got? Snoop Lion. Yeah. S-N-double-O-P-D-O-double-G-Z. He got all the nicknames. Like Hall of Famer. It's like Greek Uncle. It's our uncle. It's <laughs> Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop is another one. He got all the nicknames, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, big facts. What up, nephew? Shout out to Snoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they out there to announce the uh, attendance for that night. It was about a thousand more people than night one, something like that. Mm-hmm. A couple thousand. Uh, yep. Here goes Snoop again, gaslighting the Miz into competing for another match, even though the Miz wasn't really that salty of what Snoop did the night before. He was just like, hey, yo, I'm professional. You're a Hall of Famer. You're a legend. <laughs> I'll I mess with you. That wasn't cool, but we're going to move on. I'm over that. <laughs> Snoop was like, I'm oh, not, nah, homeboy. I got something else for you, dog. <laughs> Here comes the money. Shane on Mac. Yeah. You know the history between Shane and The Miz. <laughs> and when Shane McMahon come back, I pop for Shane McMahon all the time, man. Because it's not that often I get to hear Naughty by Nature when I'm watching wrestling. But it's like I'm excited. He knows, 
he knows how to do it so well because you you don't you don't look for Shane and you don't clamor for Shane, but then he just shows up. Like the Rumble, I was hyped when like, he came back at the Rumble. I'm like, y'all wasn't hyped. I was hyped. I love Shane. I was I was confused. I've loved Shane since I was a kid, bro. Like, yeah, that Rumble was kind of then. Yeah. Outside of that, I love me some Shane McMahon, bro. So I was happy. I was like, oh shit, okay. So my man gets down to the ring. I know that that ring ramp is long, but my man was breathing heavy. <laughs> he 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 had a hard time catching his breath, and the whole no, time, no, he didn't stretch. Oh, I'm about to get to that. I'm about to get to that. <laughs> so my man's came out there with the heavy breathing. I'm like, y'all heard heavy breathing. All I heard was impending doom. <laughs> I was like, damn, he breathing heavy, man. This ain't about to be good. <laughs> We're getting the Miz and Shane McMahon in a match at WrestleMania for the second time ever. Yeah. And uh, 53 years old Shane McMahon is doing leapfrogs. you 53 years old. You're not a regular competitor. You out here doing leapfrogs and Lo and behold, my man's tore his quadricep muscle. He fell out immediately. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, no, this ain't good. This ain't good. And then the camera was zoomed in on the Miz's face for way too long. So you know. That's how you know. Yeah. So Shane McMahon. He ain't even stretched, though. We know he didn't stretch though. You too old, bro. Bro, 18 years after your father did this. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't take notes. You know what I'm saying? 20 it's plus stupid. years after your brother-in-law. That's three members of the McMahon family with torn <laughs> quads. So Shane just needs to blow out the other one to complete the trifecta because the other two pop both of them up yeah. at some point in time. Vince did it at the same exact time. <sighs> Shout out to Snoop and the production team and oh, Ref man. Jess. We got to give credit to everybody and The Miz. Snoop, The Miz, right. the production team, and Ref Jess salvaged that segment into something. Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. comes in, punches The Miz, mm-hmm. goes to Shane like, Yikes. You know that. Like, bro, this is a family-friendly show. Yeah. You know that got edited out. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> this, not keeping that. I haven't watched the uh, the replay yet. I know it's I know it's edited. They had yeah, that edited be. that part. Uh, Snoop comes in there, his the worst people's elbow I have ever seen mm-hmm. in my life, and gets the win over the Miz. I'm giving this one an A for the audible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got uh, he got to work on the punches though because he was getting a little close. So I'm like, yo, yeah, Snoop. <laughs> like, you remember Snoop Dogg uh, hit clothesline on Chavo Guerrero? Right. He threw that uh, clothesline stiff, too. That's what I'm saying, It, man. it was a Gadetto, so I'm pretty sure he was like, yo, lay into it, right. lay into it. But, yeah. yeah. Like, yo, you got to be careful. We ain't in the, we ain't in the LBC no more. You Hell got no. to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they was in Inglewood. But he was home. That, that, I don't think true. Snoop ever would have thought he was going to compete at WrestleMania, especially I know he didn't think he was competing at WrestleMania three minutes before he had to. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dream come true for him, I'm sure. You got a grade for this at all? <laughs> I technically it's a match. I mean, I I give it an A just because of everything involved. It like I didn't expect yeah. to see Shane. And, oh, A for like, Audible, man. Like yeah, yeah, because because honestly, I give so many kudos to Snoop for just being a, a consummate professional in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like that's, immediately, that's 30 years of like, performance uh, yeah. experience he got there. And that show. that that's having stage presence. Like oh, we gotta we we live. It's mania. I gotta keep the shit going. Like and knowing how to keep the crowd jumping. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. So Y'all of Fame for a reason. Facts. He in there for a reason, and that's yeah, the reason. So uh, next up, we got a Hell in a Cell match: Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. Edge gets the win here, and uh, I'm gonna Ooh. give this an A plus for the entrances alone. Like the entrances was fire. We got the, the OG Finn Balor music. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Uh, the match Edge coming out to Slayer. The Slayer. That's crazy. With the mask, I want that mask though. Facts. I need that. They mask. got me with that. And the demon came out there with the purple. Loved it, man. We got a uh, we got the regular hell in the cell back, mm. but uh, we got uh, our weapons were colored to replace the colored set. We got colored I'm weapons. Like, what type of Firefly Funhouse bullshit was this, bro? I seen a purple kendo stick. I'm like, hey, like red and blue chairs. Like, dog, what are y'all doing? Yeah. So uh, was trying to get away from match was hard hitting though, you know hell and cell. You got to do what you got to do. When we say it's hard hitting, it was hard hitting. This man edge through the ladder right at Finn Balor hates. Uh, he had some hate in his heart. That oh yeah, that was some aggression past that that throw. Because he uh, saw his head snap back, but it was just like, and I ain't think nothing damn. of it. Like I'm seeing the the yeah. red like all over the mat. I'm seeing like red. You know, red dots over the map. I'm thinking like it's his paint, it's his body paint. Right. I thought that too. I ain't thinking nothing of it. And then I see they just like the last quote unquote match, they zoomed in on edge for a long ass time. Right. I'm thinking like, oh, this this motherfucker is hurt and busted open. That was blood. I and they, they heard they heard the crowd booing too. That's when you really know. Because yeah. they're coming in to, to patch him up. I'm like, oh so shit. They gave this man a numbing agent. Did you see the scar? Yes. Right Yo. here, bro. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he got a big-ass uh, cut in the middle of his head. They had to give him a numbing agent, stapled him up mid-match, and uh, he went right back to work. Yeah, I heard the streets were saying he got a, a calf tear, too. I, I, I forget how, how bad it was, but he had his calf torn like a month ago. He's just been out here working. And yeah, man. Like it, it was something real bad. I'm not a, I'm not surprised, bro. This is the same dude who wrestled a high level world title match with a dislocated yeah. shoulder and won. Yeah. Yeah. So March 10th, he had a grade two calf tear. Damn. And they told him six to eight weeks he was supposed to be out. They got him ready to go in three days. With three weeks and two days. I remember Finn Balor about a year ago tweeted they stopped manufacturing the cloth that i was cut from yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> they sure did that's a fact and then you consider the fact that 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 the biggest spot in the match where he jumped up 
to the side of that cage like he was Spider-Man yeah. to hit that, to hit the spot through that table. Like, oh, that's some crazy shit to be doing when you got a torn calf, my guy. <laughs> yeah, like like I, like I just said, this dude wrestled with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. He wrestled with a dislocated shoulder and won. That's what I'm saying. It, it happened early, too. So the match was like 17 was, minutes long. Yeah, it was early on. It was about five minutes to the match. So you wrestled 12 more minutes. I dislocated my shoulder. I couldn't even pee. That's crazy. Like, I legit couldn't stand up, TMI, and hold myself and pee. This dude wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All the props from your boy. <laughs> All the props yeah. from your boy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, Becky, same thing. Cause she, yeah, she, she did. Just, too. I, was, I was just talking about that that match, you know, because she dislocated, and I saw the spot it happened this time too. She landed flat on that shit and wrestled half the rest of the match after, and the post match beating it, using it, like she didn't stop using that arm. <laughs> like, yo. That's so, really so crazy. the common denominator here is if you Irish and you dislocate your shoulder, you a yeah. G. That's the common denominator. Shout out to Finn, shout out to Edge, and shout out to the match. Uh, what grade are you giving the match? Uh, I'm giving it a B plus. B plus. Uh, like I don't want to be, you know, too tough on because everything that happened and knowing now everything that was going on going into it, it's like it would have been even better. But considering the fact that I'm like, like I went through all of this and still was toning it out like that, yeah. I I got shown some love, man. That that was that was dope. Yeah, shout out to both of them. They the Hall of Famers. One is a Hall of Famer. One is for sure going into. I listen. Put Edge in again for this second. <laughs> it's only been three years of this shit, and he didn't already put together a Hall of Fame career in three years, bro. Like, put him in again. Thanks. With no titles. Yeah, not no a titles. single title. <laughs> Two Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, one Hell in a Cell versus Orton. Did that happen? Or am I tripping? It was Orton no. and Drew. Edge ain't had a hell in a cell since he'd been back. It it's Google. Drew. No, it was Seth. Seth and uh, Sally. Yep, yep. I knew I knew he had somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that match was fired. It was. The, edge, the, whole, the whole rivalry was dope. They didn't have a bad match between the two of them. SummerSlam. So, yes. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah, man. To have experienced that. <laughs> yes, sir. Next up, we had the uh, Hall of Fame presentation. Which was uh clearly them stalling Tom, because we got to set up the the pyro for Cody, so Man, they was stalling. <laughs> Rey Mysterio had that Adidas and Gucci collab on. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they had a Adidas and Gucci collab. I had no know. idea. I seen him come out there with a with three stripes on the side of his suit. I'm like, Man, this man out there with an Adidas suit. Man, I seen Gucci. I was like, he got an Adidas and Gucci suit? He in different circles than us, man. Facts, bro. I didn't even know they had. I, I, I looked it up. I was like, how much that cost? I seen the price close out of my tab. I was like, nah, I don't got it right now. <laughs> I don't got it right now. I'm going to have it yeah, at some point. Not right now. Crazy. So one day, when I get there, I'm going to walk into the Gucci store in one of these malls in Las Vegas. I'm gonna see a maskless Ray Mysterio in there, and I'm gonna be like, I know who you are. Probably I know you. Be maskless. 
Oh no, he he be in public maskless all the time. I remember hearing a story about uh before he came back to WWE, you know, he was on the first all in, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I heard uh somebody ran into him after all in getting some food, like a couple hours after the show. No mask yeah. on. So yeah, he he be rolling around maskless. Right. He was maskless when they pulled up on him in the uh in the airport. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's just his work uniform. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ray, man. We never thought we would be here giving shout outs and compliments to Ray Mysterio, hey, but he he did what he needed to do. What right, we, what we just been asking for, like this whole time, just, being better parent. It was that simple. Like, it was that simple. You know what I'm saying? Get the belt off, whoop his ass. Yeah, beat his ass like listen. And he in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, I think he, listen. It don't take away from the fact that you a three time worst father of the year. Yeah, but he got tired of getting them, them you know next day airs to his crib. So yeah, that's what had to handle business. <laughs> Big fat. And uh, let's go to the main event, man. Because in the main event, I got a question for you, Reek. <laughs> How many royal families does wrestling have? I know they got more than one. Cody Rhodes took on Roman Reigns for the undisputed universal heavyweight WWE championship of the world, and he lost. Wow. A lot of people surprised. He lost. Me, if you know your boy, you know who I was rooting for. You know who I was rooting for? The Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. I was excited. So I'm giving this as per our standard guidelines. A plus, 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 plus. There's only a handful of matches uh, in the last few years at WrestleMania that I stood up and watched. That was uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryant Mm. and uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. The whole like last 10 minutes of this match, I, I was standing up watching with anticipation because I was fully expecting the reign of the tribal chief to end and I wasn't ready for it. And it was a lot going on in this match, man. It was a lot going on. For sure. So Solo Sokoa got kicked out of ringside. And then, you know, his brothers came out. Here comes Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, even the score. Solo comes back after Paul Heyman distracts the ref. Moen Spike, Cody, Spear, one, two, three. I fell down to my knees when the law came. Yeah. I, <laughs> I ain't never fell out at the end. I told you I was standing up the whole time. I fell out on the floor. It just was just like. You remember when Michael Jordan won his first championship? Yeah, he started crying. <laughs> he would just fell out on the floor. Just that was me. That was me. Shout out to Vegas legend Solo Sokoa for bringing me so much joy this past Sunday night. I love yeah, you. Yeah, man. What grade you giving this one? Oh man. I first off, I have to give it a with all the pluses, off the strength of the fact that, and I talked about this last week. I haven't been this invested and not known what was going to happen 
in a main event in I don't know how many years. We already talked about Kofi, Kofi Mania, Bianca, Sasha. Both I knew it was going to happen. Like, both of the matches had me emotional, and I was invested, but I expected what was happening. This, yeah. it was like a couple weeks before, I said, Roman's going to win. We're going to go to 1,000 days. But then Cody started cutting these fire promos down the lens. Cody, in the last five years, has become one of the best storytellers in the business by far. That's why I knew this was going to be an A-plus match. I wasn't worried about it. But mm-hmm. it's like the last two weeks, he did his damn job because he swayed me, and I said, damn, he might just go ahead and do this. Then he comes out with the entrance, bro. He got wings on. He got Brody's kid and his wife in the yeah, front row. Brandy right there with his baby. Like we said, we said this too. Like, you don't do that unless you're gonna win. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna have him do all this just to lose. So I'm like, yo, it's it's over. It's really over. They had the pianos playing Roman out. They was going crazy on the keys. Man, hey, Roman entrance was fire. I'm like, if this his final entrance is champ, like they killed this. Yeah, man. And the whole way this is going, I'm like, my heart's stumping, bro. Like, and I, I fell out too. When it when this last thing happened, he hit them two crossroads. He got one more coming. I'm like, yo, this is it. Yeah. This is it. And Solo popped up. Roman hit both ropes like he did take it. I'm like, oh my oh, yeah. God. <laughs> they hit that three. I fell back like eyes wide open. I'm like, yo. That is not what I seen happen. Because they they, they they set it all up perfectly. Solo got kicked. Usos came out, Sammy and Kevin up, ran them off. Like we we know what time it is. This is the, they do this all the time. But did we I find mean, out who produced that match? Um I think was it was Mike Do Do Do. I think it was, it was Michael Hayes. Do do do. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. All, all my favorite matches of Romans in this past reign have all been produced by Michael Hayes. Yeah. Michael yeah, Hayes that's, that's... may or may not be racist, but goddamn, he can book a fucking match. Oh, <laughs> ain't no question, man. Like he, he know what the hell he be doing, man. This was, this was a one all the way through, man. Because, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't typically have that feeling like of genuine surprise, and that that's really what we got out of this, and that's why I'm just like, I can't be mad at the end of the day, because like. You, you had my investment to the main event of WrestleMania. That's all that we want at the end of the day, to be able to fully mm-hmm. invest in it and enjoy whatever the result is. So that they got A-plus off the strength of that alone. This was special. Facts, man. And uh, a lot of people weren't happy, though. A lot of <sighs> people weren't happy. Uh, okay. I know a few weeks ago I called because I, I, started, I started thinking, I was like, Cody didn't lose at all before he got hurt last year. Like, every match he wrestled on TV, he won. Yeah. And he came back. I want to say, like, second second week of March, I was like, he still ain't lost yet. If we get to WrestleMania and he still ain't lost, that's when he losing. He beat Solo on this past Monday before Mania. I was like, there we go. Yeah. He he going into WrestleMania undefeated since he came back. So I had a feeling Roman was gonna win just off of that muscle. I don't know why y'all ain't see it coming. 
Who's y'all? Who's y'all I'm talking about? Mm. Who do y'all who didn't see Uh, it coming? Hashtag. Hashtag you niggas. My pack in the air is guess what? Bring that ass here, you niggas, because y'all know what y'all did. Y'all know what y'all did. It's only April. It, it, It just became the second week of April. Our supply is short. We ordered about five for y'all this year. This, this, I didn't think we was going to have to do more than five. That quota is about to be hit. Yeah, this is the third going. time we... <laughs> this is the third time. So, you know, I seen, I seen how y'all was reacting on Sunday night. I had to hit my plug up like, yo, I need some more inventory for the rest of the year, man. You got me? They said, yeah, it'll be in about a couple weeks. So we just replenished the inventory. It is on the way. But in the meantime, got to give y'all the smoke, man. Because it must be nice. It must be nice to live a privileged life where the main problems that you have stem from a television program owned by an 80-year-old man. Yo, Ops is an 80-year-old man. Does he really affect your life that much? Uh A lot of doom and gloom. You know, we talked about the Endeavor deal. Shout out to Endeavor. Yep. Uh, yep. I sold I sold a little bit of my stock in WWE this past week because I was up 77% all time. You know, I've been burned before. I've held on to stocks a little bit too longer than I need to hold on to them. So usually now when I go up about 40, 50%, I'm selling it. I've been up 50% on WWE for about... <sighs> about seven months now and I've been holding on to it because I like the company. I watch every show. I go to every show when they come to town. And usually if companies you like that do well, you should, you know, invest in. Yeah. A lot of people invest in Nike because they own a lot of Nike. A lot of people buy every iPhone when it come out, so they invest in Apple. Right. I bet you the Garganos have an unlimited amount of stock in Disney. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that's just what they do. Rich. Listen. <laughs> so, yeah, I sold a little bit of it because, I, you know, I got to lock in some of them profits, you know. But when this Endeavor deal goes through, WWE shareholders will own 49% of the company with Endeavor owning the uh, majority. That's usually how that works. Yeah. But because of this deal and because... You know, you got to have meetings with employees and talent, let them know what's going on. Sometimes these meetings can run long. And when the meetings run long, you got a television show to book and and write. Kind of backed up against the wall when you don't have enough time. So apparently there was some rewrites on Raw that came out. And y'all heard them rewrites. Y'all started getting spooked. (laughs) Oh, Vince must be back. And then when oh. the show, when the show clearly, the show was clearly produced at like last minute. Yeah. So when that happens, you're not really gonna have a great show. You got a lot of other shit going on. Shit happens. Players fuck up. 
Is Triple H incapable of booking a bad show to y'all? I know he's not incapable. I've seen plenty of bad Triple H shows in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a good number of bad shows, Raw and SmackDown, since Triple H took over. Even during the golden years of NXT, there were some bad episodes of NXT. Yeah. Like, Triple H, you remember after every takeover, that lad, that episode of NXT after a takeover was just like, eh. Mm-hmm. That's a Triple H trademark. He usually yeah, takes it a little bit easy. Yeah, he, he, t- he takes a little bit easy after like a big weekend such as this. That does not necessarily mean that Vince booked it. And that was all the doom and gloom. Oh, Vince definitely booked this shit. The only indicator that Vince booked the show to me was that Johnny Gargano was not on it. <laughs> and I had to go verify what, what the Garganos could have been doing. I seen it with the Universal Studios Hollywood. It went to Super Nintendo World. I found out it was a Super Nintendo World about a month ago. And I was like, dang, I got to go there. Really? That looked fun. Oh, I'm in there this that. summer. I've been, I've been waiting for that to drop. Yeah, I'm so in there this summer. That. Yeah. Shout out to the Super Mario Brothers movie. That was a good time, too. I enjoyed it. Go watch that if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I got to check that out. I thought it was going to be trash. And, oh, man, Jack Black. Jack Black. One of the best performances I have heard because it was a voice acting performance. One of the best performances I've heard in a minute. Great work. I digressed. And then, I want to say it was like Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm on Twitter. I look on the side panel of my Twitter under the trending topics, and I see a hashtag trending that says hashtag fire Vince McMahon. And the oh. secondhand embarrassment that went through my body, I was just like, oh, God, really? <laughs> really? Mm. This is this is next level spoiled child activity right here. Because again, is this the worst thing y'all got going on in your lives? Is that a, an 80-year-old man is, is back running the company that he owns? He's, he's going to be the co-owner of this new company that, yeah. He's the executive chairman. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say my piece. Go, keep going. Keep going. Like, come on now. And it's not even over the fact that he came back. Like, y'all, y'all throwing the 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 word assault around when it comes to his uh his misconduct. There, there was no assaults involved in in these misconduct allegations. Now. I'm not saying there hasn't been any assaults that have may have happened in the past. It's just that wasn't a part. All this doom and gloom, y'all over here. I've seen something like protect WWE women. Like, come on now, y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. The worst thing they could have did was leak that that Endeavor deal like an hour before night two because everything that's happened since Odie losing had to be a Vince decision. Like. We haven't been watching wrestling for the last 20-something years, man. We've seen Triple H's reign of terror. Triple H was in Roman's shoes a handful of times in his career. You remember Chris Jericho beat him for the title on Raw? Mm-hmm. And then Triple H went up to Earl Hebner and was like, hey, fam, on some mob fix, shit. Fix that shit. Yeah, they, they reversed that decision. Tri- 
Triple H has never lost to Chris Jericho for a title, ever. That never happened in the record books. Goldberg at SummerSlam. Couldn't have told me Goldberg wasn't going to win that match at the Chamber. Oh, for sure. Goldberg lost. <laughs> it, it, it was funnier because uh, he had the, the the groin injury. Yeah, he was hurt. That that he was wearing them god-awful shorts for. So that for that's why... Shorts. That's why let's make it an elimination chamber match and let's not have Goldberg go over. But a month later, you know what I'm saying? You still suffer from the injury. You still got the shitty shorts on, but then you went, you put him over there. Yeah. Okay. And then got it right back from Goldberg like 90 days later. Exactly. But earlier that year, same thing. And this one, personally, Booker T. Oh. I felt the way way kids felt when Cody lost. Oh, oh, oh. That's how I felt about Booker T losing that year to Triple H. Mm. So it's the mm. same thing. So why is it that Triple H didn't come up with that decision? And mind you, this decision was made weeks ago. Like you just said, if you look the two bookers side by side, Vince, Triple H, who is more likely to book a heel champion going through a lengthy heel title run to go over one of your favorites. Yeah, man. It's, it's like common sense already. Cody more than likely pitched the idea of a redemption arc, man. Hard times, daddy. This is the epitome of hard times. And Cody Rhodes has had zero hard times since he's come back. I mean, he got hurt. That wasn't, that wasn't no obstacles he had to overcome because he's being held down. He got hurt. He went out like there and wrestled her and won. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's not a it's it's not it's not a complete story. No. Like if you really think about it, it's like he restarted his whole career when he left WWE. He went off, blew up in the Indies, helped start a whole new company, was the center point of that company, even though he never won a world title, then re-upped and grew bigger by coming back to WWE and immediately becoming a, a big-time star, never lost a match, got injured, came back, was still a high favorite, wins the Royal Rumble, and goes on to the main event of WrestleMania. So, yeah. it's like, I don't know why y'all thought it was going to be sweet like that, again, with Triple H booking the show. Yeah, man. That hashtag is insane. They're, they're not going to fire the co-owner of a new company two days after announcing the deal. I I told you I I sold some of my stock because it hit over $100 for the first time in like five years Mm -hmm. off of the strength of this announcement alone. Nobody cares about who's booking the show if money is being made. Y'all the only people that care about who's booking the show because that affects you. In real life, money being made, ain't nobody having a problem with who's in the chair if money's being made. Just watch the alternatives that y'all continue to claim are better. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Like, SmackDown, when they announced the SmackDown card, I'm like, this is their way of telling y'all to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> it was a clear Triple H card. Yeah. Triple H even came out. I thought Triple H was going to come out on Friday. And it was like, y'all niggas happy now? And leave. <laughs> he should have. Like, dang, every time it's a bad show, y'all about to, ever since Vince came back to uh to the executive side, 
every time something happened that y'all ain't like, it was all oh, Vince must have did this. How, how much longer are y'all gonna do this, man? Don't you get tired of this shit? How much longer? I don't get it, man. State your piece, man. I'm, I'm done. I'm oh. Done. Do oh, I need to hit man. the button? I, you know what? I, I I don't even have the energy because I just <laughs> it's it's making me sick. It's making me physically ill. You all collectively, uh, y'all just relish in the, this type of this doomsday rhetoric all the time. And I'm gonna say this too. It's not even all it's not even all y'all fault. It's these hash quote unquote journalists, media outlets, stuff like that. They they feed right into it. They're fear with that battery. Yeah. They sit up there and they tell you stuff like, oh, well, Vince McMahon, after doing the deal, is back in creative and he's back in doing this and talent are scared. I said this just a few minutes ago. I'm going to say it again. Wrestlers and wrestling fans are no different. The only thing that separates a wrestler from a wrestling fan is the fact that the wrestler did something about it. And they decided to dedicate their lives to being on the other side of the fence. So we're out there watching at home, in person, on the floor, in the stands. The only thing that separates us is the fact that those ones who grew up watching former favorite stuff like that, they got in the ring, they trained, they paid their dues, busted their ass, and they're the ones walking down the ramp now. So if we can read stuff, and have, let's say, an overreaction. What's to say that talent can't do the same thing? Because right. when stuff gets announced, like a, a, a sale and you know, uh, new directions, things like that, that's an executive conversation. That's not a talent conversation. So just like we hear news about talent and stuff like that behind the scenes, talent hears stuff about executives and there's levels to this stuff. So talent can be getting the same type of news that we get from outside the business. So is it not possible that talent can have an early overreaction before they find out what's really going on? I think it's possible. So for the people to come out and say, all oh, the talent, the talent is so fearful about what's going on. And you know, there's an unease in the, the locker room. And you know, Vince being back is really dropped morale so deep. You're fear-mongering. That's all you're doing. And now you spread it out to hashtag you niggas, who are just gonna run with that and start building all these crazy narratives. Perfect example was Bailey. Because she was mm-hmm. doing the, doing those tweets, stuff like that. She wasn't on Raw. And the conversation immediately turned to, oh, well, if it's being back, oh, she's not going to get time anymore. She's going to be falling off TV again because he's not a big fan of hers. And, you know, a bunch of other people, all these rehires that came back, everybody's going to get fired again. Oh, my God, it's that and the third. Y'all are really insane. Y'all are really just over the top for no reason. Let me, let me, let me bring this up right here. Because after, some, after a few days calmed down, so, so, some people decided to let y'all know what the real deal is behind the scenes. Number one, as I just said before, 
Roman Reigns beating Cody Rhodes was a Triple H decision. I, 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 I misspoke. It was a Triple H decision, not weeks, months in advance that was planned. Triple H's call. Months ahead of time. Cody's going to lose to Roman. That's number one. Number two, Vince meddled, meaning threw some tinkers into Raw but not nearly to the extent that people were talking about. There was no massive rewrites. No one was tearing up scripts, nothing like that. He said, if y'all just watch TV, he said, as they announced the deal with Ari, when they asked him, are you going to be part of creative? He said, yes and no. He said, will I oversee, you know, what the final product is and, and, you know, uh, address it? Yeah, but I'm seeing it from a higher perspective. He's not going to be in the backstage with a headset on, yelling in people's ears. Triple H is booking the show, and he's going to tell Vince, hey, here's what the show is going to look like. And he essentially is a consultant because he built the damn business. Because well, frankly, uh, what I said a few months ago is having to be a consultant. Uh, yes. It's like... Triple H has never been the guy running the company. So who else is he going to turn to about running the business now that he is in charge but the guy who did it? Hello. So, yes, Vince, because he was there for the weekend announcing the – by the way, the sale actually happened Friday. They just didn't announce it until Monday. The sale went through on Friday. So because he was there throughout the weekend in L.A., WrestleMania weekend, yeah, he he happened to be on Raw to – Tinker a little bit to super to consult whatever. Uh, where am I? At? Three. Vince McMahon coming back isn't nearly as a doomsday thought as some people have been led to believe. So all these people that are doom and gloom about Vince, not true either. There are some people who don't mind Vince coming back. Uh, it was still up in the air about Vince showing up to SmackDown. He didn't show up, so there's that. Bailey didn't show up with EO and Dakota as a way to protect her, meaning damage control is over. So let's not drag this out and bring her out here with them again, and let's move the fuck on. Common sense. And Bailey supposedly is one of the people who, again, would not care that much if Vince came back because she might benefit from it. She had her best years with Vince running the show. So this is just a couple points. And I tweeted this out. But just in case y'all don't like to read, because I know y'all don't, I spoke Mm -hmm. on it. So, again, y'all sit up here and I I don't know what it is about this this need to uh, just just live in hyperbole all the time when certain stuff gets out. The worst thing they ever did was start leaking news, like you just said, through the interwebs because y'all just cannot chill out. It's like y'all y'all are better writers than some people, some other folks in wrestling, really and truthfully. Because the stories that y'all put out there for to 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 I guess satisfy your own concerns, it's like so far out of left field. It's like it had to be written by someone in, in, in creative. It had to be. Because it don't make no sense at all. Not at all. I wish I had another sound bite, man. I don't, I don't really. I'm, I'm trying to look. I'm over here looking because I gotta, I gotta find something that's just like that helps get my point across. It's just, Hold on, give me, a, give me a second. 
Give me a seat. Sit your ass down. Here we go. Yeah, that would be, that would be good enough. Just come on, come on. That's why I re up. We we had two left. We got two left before we got this new stash coming in. We might have something to carry over in the next year. So I had I had to order a whole lot more. I was thinking like, dang, especially when the sale goes through. Ugh. Officially, and the merger happens officially, then it's really gonna be some some mess. Like seriously, bro. I'm thinking maybe around like International Fight Week. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it is. But and, and that's and money in the bank weekend. Just to just to reiterate the structure here, the CEO is uh, Ari. Ari Emanuel. and. Vince is executive chairman. It doesn't say anything else. It doesn't say creative. It doesn't say content. Executive chairman. That's it. So Basically, whatever other misinformation y'all have about his title, I just read it to you. Yeah, this, this, so basically he's doing his job that he did in WWE before like 2011. Yeah. Chairman only. He wasn't, he wasn't CEO of WWE until recently in the last like 10 years yep so yeah this got tripped is all i gotta say because uh and, and most of this was over the raw after mania like the cody thing had y'all bent the raw after right. mania being a little trash which like man this was like the fourth damn show in a row like motherfuckers is tired they ready to go home the crowd wasn't even hot the crowd has oh, seen man. everything all weekend. Like, they tired, bro. They want to go home. That's what I'm saying. But Cody Rhodes. He got his ass cooked. He got cooked. Adrian, you didn't go down like that, huh? He got cooked. Monday night, Triple H came out there yeah. first of all. Thanked everybody for coming out over the weekend. Thanking y'all. There was a lot of doom and gloom. Because we'd be like, oh, damn, what he about to say? Because we heard this news that happened. It wasn't really nothing. Yeah. You know, doing his due diligence, thanking everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. he introduces Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came out there, talked his shit, attempted to talk his <laughs> shit, didn't really get much out. Cody Rose right behind him. He was like, oh, no. Hold on. I need a rematch. Let's fuck all this. Y'all ain't about to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Roman was like, nah, fam. Like, I mean, I'll, I would give you a rematch if you want a rematch tonight. You about to fuck that. Do all that. Yeah. Paul Heyman, you know, suggested an alternative. He said, hey, Cody, find you a partner who's one, competed at WrestleMania this past weekend, and two, is not eligible to challenge Roman Reigns. And it was really only one person that I'd apply to. So, honestly, it was two people who I was thinking that was applying to. Well, there, there's two. Because there was one person who was not eligible to challenge Roman. Mm-hmm. But he didn't he didn't uh, compete at Mania. Right. So, so I'm thinking, like, no, nah, it ain't him. It ain't him. But then the yeah. other person, I'm like, can't be him either. Like, this big ass wrestling on Monday night. Bro, but then I heard again. the music. <laughs> like, I don't know why y'all keep thinking that this man is gonna show up and actually wrestle 
on live TV for free. I don't know why y'all keep thinking this is gonna happen. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar came out there and was like, "Oh, that's me. I qualify." <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm excited. I'm like, "Damn, we ain't seen Brock wrestle on Raw in over almost 20, 21 years." Like July twenty second, twenty oh two, to be exact. If I remember correctly. But you got to watch out for the snakes in the grass, man, because uh, this is the second Raw after Mania where I've been pump faked into thinking Brock was going to wrestle. And uh, both times he didn't cook, he cooked somebody. So uh, this is yet another obstacle for Cody Rose to circumvent. Hard times, daddy. And uh, yeah, he beat the shit out of Cody, bro. Yeah. Cody Rose be selling his ass off. And he. Y'all need yeah, to me, stop yeah, me getting, y'all gotta stop getting so comfortable shaking Brock's hand and thinking shit is gonna be okay. That man yeah. has never shook a hand that he didn't yank on top of his shoulders and throw down onto the mat. That, yeah, that's how yeah. it always goes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see that. Cody gonna slay the beast. We already know how that's gonna go. Oh yeah. Well, who else got their ass cooked? He got his ass cooked. Bad Bunny. He got cooked. Bad Bunny. He got cooked. Bad Bunny got his ass cooked. And uh, Damian Priest put him through the table. Your niggas ain't really your niggas, bro. Yeah, it'd be your own people. Because I definitely forgot forgot they teamed up at Mania 37. I forgot all about that. (laughs) As soon as he laid him, I was like, damn, that's your boy, though. He even he, he yeah. even was trying to justify it in the backstage, like, yeah, that's my boy, but listen, like that's not your boy. You did that, that's not your homie. Like, ain't no man, ain't no ain't no boys no more. Right. That's not your homie no more. Don Mysterio, best heel in the business right now. Outside of Roman. Outside of Roman. Mm-hmm. He is gonna get some heat in San Juan that nobody has ever heard of before. Yeah, man. Easily. They're going to be cussing him out in Spanish. Man. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope he's prepared. I hope he's prepared. We're we going to hear the first ever Bendejo chant in wrestling history. Oh, my God. I'm calling it now. Because uh, they was already hitting him with the culero mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Yep. In the Hall of Fame. I ain't, never heard, a whole, I ain't never heard a whole crowd chant culero. Mm-hmm. You know what that means. That means asshole. Yep. And I, I told you I went to high school with like a bunch of Hispanics. Yeah. We used to chant that at the referees at games. <laughs> Real talk. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see that. Uh, elsewhere in this Raw after Mania, not much else to note. Um, Bobby Lashley and uh, almost called him Jonah. Bronson Reed is his WWE name. Yeah, I'm not feeling that, bro. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't feel it. Give Bobby Lashley something else. I am begging you. If there's anybody that needs to to hold out for creative purposes, it's Bobby Lashley. Because goddamn, y'all have not done this man no favors. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. Triple H, I don't think know how to book black people. I'm gonna say I'll go there because, good God, like. You think about what Lashley was just a year ago. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, started the year off as a champion. And it's Deep just, rock. 
But then because we had to do Brock versus Roman for God knows how many times, he took it back off of him. He still beat Omos, still was a feature guy. And then it's like, ever since then, we started just dropping him down the card. Yeah, man. I don't mind him winning the U.S. champ, but it's like, he didn't really do nothing with that. And then he teasing the hurt business, but you didn't during his back. So, like, what, what are we doing? Him and Brock I, I, ain't I over, said, but Brock clearly doing something else now. Yeah. And I was one for saying that he should have won the Drake. That's the only reason for him to be in the match. But then you didn't get him on the card? He going to come out with LA the trophy. Knight, LA Knight was right there. They could have had at least five minutes. Yeah. You could have had Bobby Lashley come out with the trophy, have a little celebration. LA Knight come out, talk his shit. Like, how... How basically what he said on Friday, like how are we having WrestleMania in LA and ain't no LA night. That's what I'm saying. Have him come out there talking shit. Bobby Lashley, open challenge. Y'all they go about two, three minutes. Lashley hit a couple spears, hit a dominator, walk out walk away with the trophy. Like you get both of them guys on the card. We didn't need two nights of Miz wrestling in expensive ass suits. Which Man. wasn't really him wrestling, it was just him getting his ass beat. Like, Pat was fine, because like I, I said, I, I love seeing Cole's reaction when Pat shows up, yeah. and he gets a good reaction from everybody. That's fine. But the night two stuff, we didn't really need it. You could have you could have put them in a slot like that. Yeah. You don't need to take all that much time for Miz and Snoop. Let them announce the attendance and give the rest of that time to actual performers. Yeah. Because a lot of these times when these guys say these promos and stuff like that, talking about, oh, this person was on media, this celebrity, this, that third, there's a lot of truth in that. Because you didn't need to spend all this time on people who aren't, weren't actually performing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, we got we got a, a damn near, I don't even know the word, a disaster of a segment that was salvaged. But at that, that time, it could have got Bobby Lashley and L.A. Knight on the card. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, as I mentioned before, Triple H, usually, you know, he take it easy after a big weekend, so not much else to note. Uh, you know, we were expecting some returns and debuts. Uh, only return we got was uh, Matt Riddle, which uh, was deflating for the internet, uh, but the crowds always say differently. The crowd uh, was excited to see him. I would have said should have just saved that return for SmackDown when he came out at the end, because that made sense. Like, coming back to get his lick back, people that took him well, out... That- that, that's what I said too. It's like we keep it continuity because the end of the day, Solo took him out, so he's yeah. gonna go back to the, who get it, who got him. That's fine. I just don't care uh, about the motherfucker. Yeah, why, why, why the first person you you showing up on is the Miz? Like, yeah, that that, that was stupid. That was like, stupid. you know, you had to do the Brock stuff, and you know, Brock ain't working with Matt Riddle as much as Matt Riddle wanted to happen. <laughs> Brock, Brock ain't fucking with Never. him. Never, <laughs> and he shouldn't, and he shouldn't. Yeah, the day that happens, we know something went terribly wrong. Yeah. And it is is what went wrong is Brock is looking to get a receipt of some kind. <laughs> That'll probably be the only way. But uh Brock has a has a specific way of getting receipts and it does not look pleasant. Nah. Ask Braun Strike. If Brock starts I'm gonna say if Brock takes liberties with you, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Like yeah, yeah, yeah I remember Summer SummerSlam twenty sixteen. Randy. And that was planned. And still, him and Jericho almost got into a fight because he was like, yo, what the fuck you doing, bro? <laughs> like, you don't want I, this man going off script. 
now now that I know a little bit more about Chris Jericho, has anybody else ever corroborated that story of him getting in Brock's face? Oh yeah. A couple people did. Because it was all okay. in Gorilla. Okay, you know Jericho be capping. Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't he didn't wasn't even the one that, that initially said it. Like other people were saying, oh, Chris Jericho was in Gorilla as soon oh, okay. as Brock came back and got all in his face about that situation. I thought this was one of them times Jericho just be, you know, putting himself on a pedestal. Nah, nah, nah. He even said he didn't know he was actually gonna fight him, but it was like he was pissed off about it, so he got in his face. Okay. Well, the more you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, we we about an hour and forty into this, man. So uh we can plug our socials and wrap it up. Uh if you've listened this far, we appreciate you. If you haven't listened this far, you ain't gonna hear this, but fuck y'all. Cause why you why you turning my show off early? Why we might have had some people, you know, we put a mirror up to some folks' faces at, at some point in the show. They might have tuned. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Truth hurts, motherfuckers. It do. I ain't gonna hey. sugarcoat it. One thing we gonna tell y'all is how it is, like a ti is every day. Just the truth. <laughs> y'all can find me at recavic 24 on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, y'all can check out the very icy Havoc Hour because it's on ice right now. But uh, all the all the content is up there: sports, movies, TVs, my horror movie panel, everyone like that. Speaking of, uh, make sure y'all check the latest episode of Getting Off. I was on it last night with Matt mm-hmm. and Katie talking the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, y'all know where to find that at creationworld.com with all that content up there too. And uh, on the got my podcast coming out for the basketball team, Lehigh Valley Legends, uh, in pre-production. So, you know, I'll let y'all know when it drops. But all that content is up, like I said, for my show. Check that up now. It'll like after the buzzer. Yeah, yeah, after the buzzer. After the buzzer coming soon. Uh, but no, the at, meantime, the buzzer, at the buzzer, at the buzzer. At the buzzer. Look, look, look at us, man. Yeah. We don't even know nothing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm looking for. Where is that? Yeah. There we go. Hold on. Talk to him. They do. They do. Uh, right. I am the thespian T.C. Fontaine, a.k.a. T.C.F. Baby. Please say the baby. Uh, follow me if you feel so inclined to on Instagram, tc.fontaine, Twitter, tc.fontaine. Uh, my other Instagram for my photos, foy.flicks. And uh, Young Kings Wrestling is everywhere at YK Wrestling, ykwrestling.com. Young Kings Wrestling on YouTube. Subscribe, turn on your notifications. Every video, give us a like. Uh, got something coming soon for y'all next week. One of my favorites. Uh, gimmicks on our show that we do theme song madness returns next week shout out to UConn and uh shout out to LSU winning the uh March Madness respective men's and women's tournaments shout out to Angel Reese he stamped John Cena stamped officially oh hell yeah you seen John Cena posted her Mm -hmm. yeah so you already know what it is, man. But in the meantime, check us out, follow us, all that good stuff. And uh, we out of here. Gone.